Hey there, friends. It's Nick. Okay, I think I said a couple of weeks ago that I was involved in a new accountability kind of program that runs month to month. And it's been fascinating so far. I'm really excited about it. I'm making good progress. You know, it's all, it's all good. But one of the things that really surprised me when we sat down at the start of the month to really to set out our goals, our targets for, for month one, one of the things that came up was this idea of the pre-mortem. Now, you may have heard that before. You've certainly heard of post-mortem, of course, which is the investigation that happens after something goes wrong, usually when someone dies. But also we can have a post-mortem when a project fails or what have you to try and learn the lessons of that project. Right. And a pre-mortem is exactly how it sounds. It's before a project is has happened, it's imagining why it failed, putting yourself in that sort of thought space, headspace of saying the project failed, now, why did it fail? And, I mean, you can intuitively see the the advantages of that, right? I mean, obviously, if you've spent some time thinking about why something failed, you've got a much better chance of stopping that, <laughs> that particular thing from happening. Um, what I didn't realise, though, which I think is fascinating, is just how much of a difference it made. And when we started this this program, the the guy in charge pointed us to uh, Andrew Hoberman's podcast, Hoberman Lab, Huberman Lab, excuse me, I think. And he pointed us to episode 68 in particular, which was about the science of setting, setting goals. And just after the hour mark in that podcast, Huberman is talking about research done by a couple of labs. And he says, I've got a quote here, there's a near doubling of reaching one goal, one's goals if you focus routinely on foreshadowing failure. Now, foreshadowing is a bit of a, a flowery word, but just just means thinking about it before it happens. Yeah, and I've talked about, as an aside, I've talked about foreshadowing in storytelling. In Certainly, I did a lot of it in the novels, but we can also do it um, in our writing. And it's when we we reference something early on, which we... We want to come back to you later or we kind of shade it in, it's foreshadowing. Anyway, that was a bit of an aside, but it's extraordinary to me that it makes such a difference. If you think about the things that might go wrong, if you think about, if you routinely, this is the word he used, if you routinely consider the things that might cause something to fail, you almost double your chances of success. And I think that's extraordinary because thinking about the reasons why things might fail is not something we're taught to do we're taught to visualize success and to push forward to the goal and what have you and to to think about the path ahead we're not really taught to focus on the obstacles but that's that's sort of what what's going on here I think and so for example next week (laughs) next week I've committed to do a three-day fast and I'm really nervous about it I mean I've done well over 120 hour fasts. I've done a couple of longer ones. I think the longest one I've got is about 46 hours, I think, something like that. And I've never made it to, to three days. I, and I've, I am quite nervous, but I'm thinking about, okay, well, what's the things that could go wrong? Well, obviously, I mean, fundamentally, it's going to be a break in willpower on my part or something unexpected happens I don't know someone comes over or 
you know, what well, I don't know what it might be, but I can start to think about, okay, well, if I'm thinking about the willpower thing, then one easy way is to is to make sure that all the stuff that would really tempt me is well out of reach, right? So clearing out the, you know, the crap <laughs> out of the house is going to really help. Likewise, there's going to be certain times in the day when it's going to be harder. Now, I've, I'm, I've got no problem skipping breakfast. I've had no problem uh, very often skipping lunch as well. So the 20-hour thing is well ingrained in my in my body and I know that I can do that but the evening the one time that I've gone all the way through an evening and a night without eating anything so past the 24 hour point I did really struggle and that's because I associate the end of the day after after working hard as I do I associate the end of the day with with sitting down and maybe having a glass of wine and having a meal and you know, maybe having a snack later on, you know, it's, it's, it's the reward in some sense, it's the reward I get for the work that I've done, right? And I'm not only going to miss this reward for one night, I'm going to miss it for two nights in a row. So I've got to think about what am I going to do um, to help distract me? Maybe when it's tea time, what I should do is go for a walk, for example, so that I am doing something different. Uh, I haven't decided yet, but the point is I'm visualising, I am foreshadowing the things that might cause me to fail. And rather than just going for the goal, relying on willpower completely, I'm going to try and hack my environment, hack my attention. I've, I'm downloading a new PlayStation game, and if you're a long-time listener, or even a short-time listener really, you'll know that I'm massively into games, and maybe that is an alternative way for me to get a dopamine hit if and when I need one to, to help get me through. And I've also done things like, for example, announcing that I'm going to do this on the podcast because part of it is telling people who I respect <laughs> that I'm going to do this thing because that, that will make it harder for me to kind of cave. If no one knew about it, if no one knew about it, of course, I'm more likely to, to find some kind of reason why this week isn't the best week or today's been a bit stressful. It'll be better to try it next week. But no, I've announced it. I've uh, emailed my friends about it. My mate, James, over in America, who is a veteran. Hi, James. who's a veteran faster, has reminded me helpfully that no one ever died from doing a fast. So I don't think that's going to happen, but I do think I'm going to be a bit grumpy and uncomfortable and what I've got to do is is think about the ways in which I can make that better and reduce just the the opportunities for for <laughs> for failure so the pre-mortem is on and I think whatever you're doing whatever business you're in as Huberman says if we can build this kind of thinking routinely into our planning we are much more likely, almost twice as likely, to get to all these goals that we're setting ourselves. Anyway, this turned into a long podcast. Thanks for listening. Remember that your story means business. And if you want to know more about what I know, search online for story.business. Bye now.